Hey everyone, you are listening to the Spanglish Catholic Podcast. I am your host, Guadalupe. Tune in as I share a series of conversations with you about faith, love, and Jesus, and how he reveals himself to us in our lives each day. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, join me as I begin today's conversation. Let's get started. Welcome to week three of this special Lenten series. This week's theme will be centered on the word give. Estaré compartiendo a deeper meaning of what it means to give. No solo en el aspecto de dar una ofrenda, sino en el dar de uno mismo. There are many ways to give. Either it's a cause or something you do willingly. But again, never forced. Giving can be an act of charity when you are donating, whether you're donating money or simply giving to someone who is in need. Another example could be while you are at lunch and you sit with a gal pal or someone and, you know, again, you're both eating packed lunches from home and that someone says, Oh no, I forgot my water at home. And so you look over and see that you have an extra bottle. And you offer it to her or him. And you say, well, you can have this one. I've got two. That right there is an act of giving, but also an act of kindness, which in the end, it's something that makes you feel good on the inside because you are giving something Willingly, you know, no one's forcing you to offer your extra water bottle to this person. You're doing it out of the kindness of your own heart. So again, the possibilities are endless. We choose to give willingly and out of the kindness of our own hearts. The next thing I want to point out is that God has given each and every one of us a special gift and talent. It can be more than one. Some of us are blessed with multiple gifts and talents than others. But before I go any further, I would like to share with you the parable of the talents. You can find it in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 14 through verse 30. The parable of the talents. It is like a man about to go abroad who summoned his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, each in proportion to his ability. Then he set out on his journey. The man who had received five talents promptly went and traded with them and made five more. The man who had received two made two more in the same way. But the man who had received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, a long time afterwards, the master of those servants came back and went through his accounts with them. The man who had received five talents came forward bringing five more. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. Here are five more that I have made for you. His master said to him, Well done, 
good and trustworthy servant. You have shown you are trustworthy in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Next, the man with the two talents came forward. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. Here are two more that I have made. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have shown you are trustworthy in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Last came forward the man who had the single talent. Sir, he said, I heard you were a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered. So I was afraid, and I went off and hid your talent in the ground. Here it is. It was yours. You have it back. But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered. Well then, you should have deposited my money with the bankers and on my return, I would have got my money back with interest. So now, take the talent from him and give it to the man who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But anyone who has not will be deprived even of what he has. As for this good-for-nothing servant, throw him into the darkness outside, where there will be weeping and grinding of teeth. Ahora me gustaría compartirles cinco puntos que nos enseña este evangelio. Despite what society may say, especially nowadays. Punto número uno. We are not all created the same. We don't all have the same skills, abilities, or opportunities. The narrative clearly says each man was given talents according to his own ability. Punto número dos. El éxito solo ocurre cuando tomamos acción. Ejemplos. Génesis 2.15 dice, Adán y Eva fueron puestos en el jardín para trabajarlo y cuidarlo. Proverbios 12.11 tells us, Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. So, going back to el hombre que recibió solo un talento. No trabajó y como resultado... No ganó nada a cambio. Por medio mantuvo enterrado su talento, dice el pasaje. Y así garantizar que no se perdiera, o dicho de otro modo, que no fracasaría. 
Es nuestro trabajo ser fieles con todo lo que Dios nos ha dado, lo que significa que debemos aprovechar nuestras oportunidades. Estamos para trabajar, usando nuestros talentos para glorificar a Dios, para servir al bien común y para promover el reino. La palabra de Dios nos está recordando que debemos trabajar diligentemente en el aquí y ahora usando todos los talentos que Dios nos ha dado para producir el retorno esperado por Dios. Punto número tres. When we do work, our efforts are to be aimed toward God and not our own self-pleasure or agenda. If we are followers of Christ, we are his servants. We chose to die to ourselves and follow him. The Bible teaches us that everything we have, whether acquired or given at birth, is God's. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, that we are not our own. We have been bought with the price of his life. So Christ has a claim to everything which belongs to us, everything which may be turned to good. We are all told to glorify God as we use our bodies in our work. Our end is not self-satisfaction, but God satisfaction. Winning is relative to what others have. Your success is relative to what you have. We are not all winners. Despite what the current cultural society tells you, you know, those are lies. Winning depends on who it depends on who else is playing the game. But We can all be successful when we do the absolute best we can. Going back to the gospel, both servants were successful, even though one ended up with a greater return. So because we live in a fallen world, we may not always feel his pleasure when we are being faithful to do the work of the work God has given us, or at least not the pleasure we feel we will feel in heaven, but to the degree that we are reminded ourselves that we are here to honor God. We can find peace in our faithfulness, seeking to win to honor Him. Punto número cuatro. Dios siempre nos da lo que necesitamos para hacer lo que Él nos ha llamado a hacer. Filipenses 4.13 nos dice, Todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. El maestro en la parábola espera que sus siervos hicieran más que preservar pasivamente lo que Él, había, lo que él les había confiado. Al igual que Dios espera lo mismo de nosotros, que generemos un retorno usando nuestras habilidades y capacidades hacia un fin 
productivo. El siervo que recibió cinco talentos tenía todo lo necesario para producir cinco más. El siervo que recibió dos talentos tenía todo lo necesario para producir dos más. Y el siervo que recibió un talento tenía todo lo necesario para producir uno más, pero por miedo decidió no hacer nada. Y qué lastimoso que a veces en la vida actual de uno mismo también a veces el miedo um, triunfa sobre nuestra fe en Dios cuando lo permitimos. Porque cuando intentamos seguir, a, a seguir lo que Dios ha confiado, sabemos que no siempre es un camino fácil. Seguir a Dios en general no es fácil. Siempre va a estar lleno de obstáculos, de tribulaciones, de diferentes cosas que um, el mal quiera poner para que tú caigas, para que tú digas que no para que tú tomes un paso atrás. La clave es simplemente mantenernos fiel y dejar que Dios se encargue del resto. Al igual que el sirviente que por miedo no invirtió su talento, también a veces nos puede pasar a nosotros con la respuesta a la misión que Dios tiene para nosotros. En Ephesians 2.10 Paul says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Y por último, punto número cinco. We will be held accountable. The unfaithful servant in the parable did not waste the master's money. He wasted something much bigger. He wasted an opportunity. As a result, he was judged wicked and lazy. I'm sure we have all felt that wasted opportunity in a certain point in time in our lives, especially in our walk with, with God. So in the end, we are all responsible for what we have been given and one day we will be held responsible for the things that we didn't do genesis 1:28 says and god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. So the first phrase, be fruitful and multiply, we know means to develop the social world. Building families, churches, schools, cities, and so on. The second phrase, subdue the earth, means to harness the natural world by planting crops, building bridges, designing computers, composing music, 
So this passage is something called the cultural mandate because it tells us that our original purpose was to create cultures and build civilizations, nothing less. The introduction of sin has corrupted all areas of culture. But one thing is clear. We are told to make disciples of all nations. And we are not here to merely wait for our fire insurance to kick in. We are here as ambassadors of the Creator. We are created beings placed into God's created world. And we work at the pleasure of our Lord and our work is to be driven by our love of our Master. Our only desire should be to hear Him say when He returns, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Master. All that to say, take a moment and think back to the parable of the talents to see which servant might best represent your life. And in the quiet time, or in your quiet time, I mean, inquire of God as to what areas of your life he is calling you to increase your faithfulness. And, you know, just as God gives, he expects us to do the same with those around us. He's our example to follow, and it's heartbreaking to see that you know, the world we live in today has become more and more uncommon, uncommon to give oneself to others and just to give in general. Antes de que termine, quiero compartirles un pedacito de una alabanza que uh, se viene a mi mente que habla de dar, darse lo mismo, porque eso, eso es amar. Y Jesús fue y es ese gran ejemplo, porque Él dio, lo dio todo por nosotros. Si Él no hubiese dado su vida en esa cruz, no estuviéramos aquí. Su amor... Es tan grande para con nosotros que Dios Padre mandó a su Hijo Jesús a que se entregara para salvarnos a nosotros. So aquí les comparto esta alabanza, algo cortito y breve. <ríe> Amar es entregarse olvidándose de sí, buscando lo que al otro puede hacerle feliz, buscando lo que al otro puede hacerle feliz, qué lindo es vivir. Para amar, qué grande es tener, para dar, dar a la 
felicidad. Darse uno mismo, eso es amar. Dar alegría y felicidad. Darse uno mismo, eso es amar. When we give ourselves by using the gifts that God has given us to serve others, we are able to uniquely worship God. This week, I invite you to challenge yourself to explore your gifts and talents and then creatively use those to serve those around you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Spanglish Catholic to stay up to date on our latest posts and stories. Y también, si has disfrutado este episodio, ayúdanos compartiéndolo con tus amistades. Y no olvides etiquetarnos para que podamos saludarte en nuestro Instagram. Talk to you all soon. Bye.